Greetings, friends, allies, and accomplices. Thank you for joining me on this Web of Life Animus Network podcast. Good to be with you. I hope you are well during this pandemic and such a challenging time overall. The episode today approaches a subject that I have been thinking about for quite some time, trying to get my head around and to describe in words so that we can understand it and unlearn it in our bodies, minds, and spirits. And that is what I call, and I'm sure other people do as well, colonized mind. Colonized mind includes white supremacy It also includes many other aspects of the belief systems and the versions of reality that have occupied and converted or killed just about everyone on the planet. At least everyone has been affected by the systems of colonization. Virtually no one has been left untouched. And so there are two segments in this episode. The first segment I recorded, I think it was 15 years ago, uh, right at the beginning of digital audio possibilities. And it was before a broadband video before YouTube, for sure. I participated in a community radio station here in Tucson, Arizona, KXCI. And back then, I traveled around the West uh, multiple summers in my van with my partner and my various dogs, and I started noticing a pattern. Even in my colonized mind at the time, I definitely noticed a pattern of hmm, natural features being named after white men. And it really bothered me, and so I made a segment about it. I think it is definitely pertinent now because there is so much more awareness on names of military bases, of Confederate soldiers and generals and such. And uh, there is so much more to become aware of and to learn. The second segment is from a circle that I offered in the last year specifically about colonized mind and it is something to unpack and it includes white supremacy it also includes male supremacy and human supremacy it addresses or covers or uh, colonizes issues around nature and time and uh, productivity and gender roles and so much more And so I hope in some ways that maybe you'll love these segments and maybe they'll make you uncomfortable. And if they do make you uncomfortable, then good. Just sit in that for a bit. And if you love them, fantastic. I'm going to be offering a series of healing circles around dispelling our colonized mind because no one is immune I continually find new pockets of my awareness that have been colonized. And so it is all of our jobs to root it out and to bring light to it and heal the places 
where we have been damaged by colonized colonization and then where we perpetuate that damage upon others, specifically black and brown bodied people. So thank you for listening so far. And honestly, I do hope you receive something meaningful from the segments to come. friends. This is Quinn Elizabeth and I am wandering around the West telling stories that want to be told. And in my travels I have crossed over mountain passes and rivers and through more towns than I can count. And I am struck by how many are named after white men. Now I'm not saying white men are bad. I know many who are wonderful human beings. But I now feel that it is inappropriate to name natural features after one white man or another who within the last 200 years decided the mountain, lake, or river was to be his proud legacy. The most important reason to change this practice is that, to be honest, any white person in this land should at best consider him or herself a visitor and at worst a colonizer and to assume that these natural wonders didn't already have names is downright presumptuous. Also, naming a mountain after a man rather than calling it by a name that actually describes it, the shape, the location, or a significant event that happened there, indicates a desire by the namers to claim ownership of the place rather than honor its personality. Yes, I know, the past is the past, and for the next generation, we as a people will have to come to terms with the past, But for now, those of us who are visitors have to start somewhere, and names are a good place to start. In my journeys, I have decided that since I don't have a wise lineage of pre-conquest names for the places I see, I travel in my movable house looking at each sacred place with the newcomer's eye. My goal? To dispel the power of the imposed names by getting a feel for a place and then giving it a name to describe how I experience it. There are thousands of places that could be named in different ways, but to name a few. Instead of Gates Pass in Tucson, I now call it Sunset Pass. The Gifford Pinchot National Forest in southern Washington is the land of the waterfall mysteries. The Coronado National Forest in southern Arizona feels like the Sky Island Mountains to me, and I can't even remember the names put on the San Francisco peaks above Flagstaff because to me, they are the Dream Mountains. Remember, renaming is reclaiming. What places do you want to rename? From somewhere on the migration trail, this is Quinn Elizabeth. All right, friends, uh, welcome to this circle. And the title of this one is Ancestral Healing and specifically around dispelling colonized mind. And that phrase came to me a few years ago. So there's a couple parts of that. One is the dispelling because how colonization has happened over the generations and depending on where our ancestors are from, it's been a different amount of time and a different story about how that's happened. 
for some people it's been 1500 years for other people it's been a couple hundred or three or 400 500 but no matter how long it's been it's been um enforced and then strengthened or um uh intensified bit by bit over generations so we could think of it as as layers that we've been putting on our ancestors and us have been putting on over time and each time there may have been resistance and then uh well this is just the way it is there's no fighting it so let's just get along right maybe there is fighting and sometimes that works out to the benefit and often it has not people have died fighting or people then it just the the forces has been too big and then they're defeated and they go back to some version of a life that is just getting along right doing the best we can under the circumstances and so this is a common story um this multiple generations of something that as humans we're going through and there are righteous Mm, understanding isn't quite the word but that certain groups of people are more at fault than others about how this has happened and yet my feeling is how this has started is that it started somewhere in the past where people individual people made choices to do certain actions and have certain beliefs and it might have been under duress it might have been that they themselves were trying not to be dead or have their how horrible things happen to their family and but then these choices create realities right and so that has been passed along so then the colonized mind the part of that is that when these things have happened then down the generations we just think of it as well this is the way it is this is life but that's in our mind it's not reality Th even things that we might consider like uh certain attitudes about god or nature or trees or um gender or what we can do what we can't do what is important what is not important what is real what is not real as well as abstract ideas that we live by like the idea of time right this clock time well that's just always the way it's been no that was enforced on people and part of colonization so i guess my point is that these can be slippery and kind of tricky parts of us that we just think well what it's just the way it is but if we can notice it well wait why is that true is that really a law of truth or is it something that we've been told and that then we can question it and decide that's not true or it's not true for me or I choose to not do that because how colonization happened and continues to happen is by people choosing to act it out and so this particular journey something surprising might come to you that you weren't even thinking about maybe it might be more around something that you are pondering in your life that then you can ask you could ask your ancestors so 
for all of us, there are ancestors in the more recent past who also were colonized, right? And maybe they were colonizers. They were ones acting out on other people. And maybe not so much that. Maybe they just did their best to live under whatever the colonization has been at the time. But then there was a before time. And for every family lineage, there was a time where that was, that none of that was true. It wasn't even a thought. It wasn't even a reality. It was just people were living with the earth and getting along with each other and fighting with each other and loving this group and hating that group and just, you know, being human. But the colonization world had not begun yet. So there's thousands of generations of those folks and so they might be allies for us in dealing with the more recent experiences of the twisting and the contorting of our minds and our beliefs into something that now we say, well, it's just the way it is, right? So those, they might be allies. Also, any being of nature might be allies. And this is a part of the colonized mind, which a lot of people who might be drawn to this work understand, but still we catch ourselves in treating beings also who live here on this planet as its, what's. A tree is a thing, right? A blade of grass is something you just cut. You can just pull it. And it's different than, oh, that's a being, or that's an, that's a, that, being has a consciousness unto itself. We may not understand it at all, but that we're all... So any of these, that's the power of the journeying, is is that any of these beings might animate themselves and show you something or t tell you something that's helpful. So there's going to be a drum, and there's going to be a little bit of a verbal setup at the beginning of the drum, and then they'll just be drum. And my suggestion or uh, encouragement is to watch any part of your mind that wants to discount something or treat it as not real or just imagination or, oh, that's silly or it's random. I hear that a lot with people. I just had random Im images. I'm like, well, tell me what they are. Like, how, how do you, why are you deeming them as random? Maybe they're not random. Just because we can't see a pattern doesn't mean it's random. So to just let whatever wants to flow, flow without judgment. And, and though, if you notice a certain part of your mind or you having a reaction that feels discounting or judging to notice it because that's colonized mind. And then how, what do you, what do you do with that? Maybe that will come up in the journey. Um, there's other elements of colonized mind too, which is, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm bad, I'm flawed, I'm broken, I'm limited, things like that. That's also part of colonized mind. So um, be on that lookout. And this this one drum, it's not here to meant to fix anything. It's more of a of an opportunity to be consciously aware of what's going on in us running all the time, like a program in the background that we're trying to consciously notice it and pay more attention to what, how it's affecting us in ways that maybe are helpful, but probably not that helpful. And then at the end of the drum, when you notice the drum stops, 
if you remember, consciously find something about your experience to be grateful for and actually tell it or send it from your heart. Like, thank you for showing yourself to me. Thank you for that thought. Thank you for that awareness. That way we feed what it is that's helpful. So comfortable position is helpful. So for a moment, imagine that you are in a place in nature where you feel safe. And just let whatever place come to you that wants to come, even if you've never been here before. And in your mind's eye, look around or think your mind around and notice who else is here not so much humans and such, but the nature beings that live here. Trees, grass, stones, even the water, the air, the sun, the moon. And extend from your heart a greeting as if to say, Hi, I am here and I'm glad you're here too. This is the place for you to set your intention, to state your need, and it might be personal and specific and it might be more general. You need help, you need a fresh perspective. So who can arrive and help you?
So depending on what may have come, whether it felt clear and insightful or possibly even more seemingly random or confusing, I trust that something came during the drum or bits came that you can work with, that you can inquire more deeply about, that you can sit with, even the confusing or random parts. Those are even maybe the most fruitful over time like to dig into like huh what what is this what is why did that show up what's going on either in the journey world or the dream world what are the messages that are coming to me and then we have the choice again coming back to choice because really that's how these things perpetuate is by what we choose to do do we choose to stay small or stay colonized or stay fearful or oh no I couldn't possibly or if we really determine that we're being run or ruled in a certain way by those attitudes that then we can step into them and find a way to transform even a part of it and so it doesn't have to be really big sweeping gestures I think that over time the small intentions moving in a consistent direction can do a lot and so that's where we're, we're, we all are at right now is finding ways in which to be more authentic with ourselves bit by bit as we go through life. And then that affects our families and communities and on a bigger picture level because as we're all individually being more authentic with ourselves, then that ripples out. And so it really does matter. Um, and we don't know who we affect right by our actions and so that hopefully is an incentive to be your best self I know it is for me so um, thank you for being here and for listening to the drum and journeying and uh, this recording can be listened to individually it's also a part of the wisdom within subscription series so um, Thank you for participating. Phew. Well, thanks for sticking with it this long, if you're still here. Thank you for listening within yourself and being self-reflective, educating yourself and unlearning yourself in the ways that are most important to bring liberation in the places where it's needed. Thank you for listening within about your own places of colonized mind. This is something that only we can do for ourselves, and so much depends on it. We are all equal parts in the sacred web of life. Black lives matter, brown lives matter, and only when indigenous, black, and all brown lives matter do all lives matter. We are here together and we are worthy to do this work. We are ready. Thank you. Find out more about us at weboflifeanimus.com. We are all connected. <laughs>